0: Hello, and welcome back to the Self-Healer Soundboard. Today's episode is on letting go. Letting go of relationships that no longer serve us on our healing journey.
1: Last week's episode was around feeling alone and disconnected on our journey and how that means that we are healing. And a natural response from those episodes as we shared them on social media, one person in particular wrote back and asked, how do we actually do that? How do we, in that isolation and disconnection, then begin to move forward and let go of relationships that are no longer serving our higher self? So today we're going to dive into really what letting go means, not necessarily just letting go of relationships, but letting go of past versions of self, letting go of habits that don't serve, and really letting go in general.
0: I think it's a great place to start um in terms of letting go of past versions of ourselves because we talk about often when we create change in our relationship the first foundation we have to create change around is our relationship with ourselves many times we feel lonely because we don't have that secure connection to us to our needs so when we're healing Often the first process of letting go is around ourselves, letting go of old ways we used to show up in relationships as we begin to make new choices. And I know for me, one of the major realizations I had in my friendships was how my own habits of codependency, this idea that if people in my life were okay, I was okay how that coupled with a very surface level connection around stress for me, that kept me very distant in my relationships and very resentful of people around me. So as I began to heal, I understood how important it was for that relationship with myself. It needed to include me meeting my own needs. So not just, making it about other people and them being okay, learning how I can be okay myself in relationships. And then of course, deepening my relationship with myself meant I had to break those habits of only connecting with other people around stress or around surface concerns, as I saw myself continuing to do in all of my relationships.
1: If you're just tuning in or are new to this work, when we're talking about as we heal, as we heal, could also be equated to as I build a relationship to self. At the core of everything that we're speaking of at the core of all of these podcast episodes, everything on our journey is that relationship to self. And listening to a lot of the feedback from last week's episode, you know, we talk about how you're you're never actually alone because you're with yourself. and that rightfully so, through a lot of people, because if you're not connected to yourself, then, What do you mean if I'm feeling completely alone and disconnected, yet you're telling me I'm not alone because I have myself? The first step is acknowledging that you yourself are a being just as much as Nicole's sitting next to me and is this being and this entity that I can physically see. I also am that for myself. And it does take first maybe even looking in the mirror and just acknowledging I am Jenna. I am a self. I am worthy. That relationship and connection, even if it feels foreign at first or it feels weird, of course it may. If you've never looked yourself in the eye or never begun to connect with yourself first, it's going to feel that way. And it really is the beginning point in your healing and in letting go of anything is first the understanding of there is a you. There's a you that can survey what relationships serve you or what relationships don't. And that relationship to yourself, we reiterate all of the time, is really a core foundation to be able to move forward and letting go.
0: A lot of times too, as we're growing and changing and, and viewing, witnessing the ways that we're showing up, and then we begin to see spaces where we can honor our own needs in a different way. We can begin to show up in service of ourselves or what we need in any given moment, A lot of us even prevent ourselves from making those new choices out of fear of letting go. Here's where letting go comes in again, fear of loss. A lot of us, as we begin to imagine showing up differently. So for me, not showing up in service of other people, maybe at times disappointing them, not being available because what I need to do in that given moment might be something different. For me, I would even prevent myself from making that choice to honor my own need because in my head almost immediately, I would play the tape out. And what I would imagine would be some version of loss. If I no longer show up the way this person needs me to or has come to expect me to now over the decades maybe of our relationship, a lot of us have fear of loss that prevents us from even actualizing the change. Because if I can imagine me showing up differently results in that person, not liking me anymore, not loving me anymore, not wanting to continue the relationship anymore, I might convince myself right out of making those choices. So here's where this concept of loss comes back in. And the work begins where then we let go of the expectation that the person does receive us in any way, positive or negative. And again, we begin to work on simply honoring our own needs. And loss is
1: essentially a change. So this fear of loss Is a fear of change and that fear comes from your ego your ego's greatest maneuver is to keep you safe to keep you protected in the familiar so when we're talking about change or loss or even redirection of a relationship it makes perfect sense why there's this guilt that comes with it there's this shame i knew for a lot of years that the relationship that i was attempting to have with my family even from a distance of thousands of miles really was hurting me. Now, what do I mean by it was hurting me? It was hindering my growth and hindering my expansion. It was a chaotic, unstable environment. And aside from that, it was my own personal responsibility and my own personal awareness that my nervous system wasn't regulated. I wasn't in a regulated place with adaptive coping mechanisms where I could actually handle and welcome that connection and have that connection in my day-to-day life. I needed to let go of a relationship. I needed to create space and create boundaries for me to really honor myself, to see what it is that I needed, to build coping skills, to build a practice and a foundation of healing, of self-trust, of self-love, and figure out what that looked like for me. Because any time I opened myself back up again, wanting to jump ahead in my healing and wanting to have that connection, not wanting to isolate from my family for years or let go of certain relationships and close connections for years. And I had to be really honest with myself that they just weren't serving my highest self. And what does it mean to let go? It actually means to redirect your focus. And that focus, those thoughts of family during all of those years that we weren't speaking would still come back in. And I would need to take the responsibility and ownership on my end to then redirect that focus back to me, understanding that if I can't give myself presence, if I can't give myself trust and love and healing, if I continue allowing all these roadblocks in my body that always wants to go back to a stable baseline. Your nervous system always wants to regulate. It always wants to go back to homeostasis. And that's always what it's attempting to do. However, when we keep certain people or interactions or relationships in our lives that are triggering and not serving us, we're putting each of those things in as a roadblock. So we really begin to just get really real and raw and honest with yourself and see where there is a roadblock where there is a relationship with someone or an experience that is hindering you that is not
0: fostering your expansion i want to build on this very beautiful definition of letting go as a refocusing and add on to that a refocusing away from expectations that we or someone else in our life is different so that we can surrender to what is how we are continuing to show up in the relationship and or how the other person is And as we become aware of that, and again, as we create change, it is unfamiliar. There is that drive to go back into that safety. For me, as I began to focus on my needs, to say, you know, the way I used to spend my evenings and out until all hours no longer works for me, beginning to try to make plans with friends at earlier hours in the afternoon, or shift the topic of conversation. I saw myself calling friends to bitch, to talk about stresses in my life. As I realized that at for me, that was very surface. That was my emotional addiction to stress. I wanted a deeper relationship with people. So as I began to then honor my needs showing up authentically, that meant accepting what the other person then did. And to be clear, many of my relationships did expand, did allow new space for me to be anew. Of course, there was sadness. There is a familiarity I used to have myself in Being out till all hours and complaining to my friends and maybe drinking to cover my feelings, for me, there was a familiarity. And as I began not to make those choices anymore, there was a drive of comfort. I wanted to go back to how things were. And in those moments, the work is being accountable to yourself, acknowledging that those things no longer serve you and continuing to make the choices around things that do. And then, of course, that brings us to what does the other person do? How do they receive it? And again, sometimes there is space made. And sometimes like Jenna and myself included, we have to come to the awareness that we actually need space from those relationships ourselves.
1: And space can look like a lot of different things. Space may look like You know, you're letting go of that relationship in a sense that you're going different paths. You won't be connecting in the future. And really, the future is not predicted. Each of us has free will and free choice when we're conscious. So we can actually create what it is that we want in the future. The importance is to really honor what is best for you. If you already know a situation or relationship or environment isn't serving you, then there's attachments within those situations and relationships that are not serving you. It's not necessarily the person or experience itself. There are attachments that you have, attachments that your ego has to keep you safe, to keep that familiar. And when we can begin to recognize that attachment, we see that that attachment is like a string connected to another person that actually comes from our core. There's something in us that is latching on or attaching to this other person. And as we grow and evolve, it does not serve us. I know in particular, I had a really great friend, still do, um, in Denver. Matt, if you ever listen to this, this was a really important life lesson for me. And this is someone that I... You know had grown really close with in some of these leadership programs he's a great entrepreneur he really fostered any idea i had like would sit down have a brainstorm with me i'd go and create this business plan great and then i would have no follow through and i noticed The more and more he'd give me his time and attention and I wouldn't follow through, the more distant this person felt. And the more I like I could feel it energetically, I could feel, okay. there's a disconnection. There's not this closeness. And I began to realize that there was such an attachment that i had to this person this figure that was confusing for me you know are you attracted to this person is it do you idolize this person do you think they have something that you don't have and in exploring this and being able to have really like honest transparent communication with this person i realized that there's actually a greater commitment in that i was committed to moving forward to expanding i was also really committed to having a genuine Authentic, transparent relationship with someone as my present day self, not as the past, but as someone who knows me as someone who's constantly creating newly. And it was really honoring and reflecting the awareness of, oh my gosh, I'm attached to this person. I'm attached to kind of an expectation or a need as if there's something they can give me that I don't have within myself. And in certain ways, that relationship did let go. You know, we're still friends, but not in the connection that we used to. And that, to me, at first was like harrowing. It was panicking, like I'm losing someone that I thought brought so much value to my life. And really, I was just redirecting my focus. I'm grateful for that person's existence in my life, and I'm redirecting my focus back onto my own self. What am I committed to? What relationships and interactions do i want to have what does help me feel stable and at a baseline and who in my community continues to foster that
0: in me speaking of attachments and and expectations a lot of what we're letting go of is the idea the hope the imagination of what we wish was Mm -hmm. and there is then space and we need to make the space for the mourning, for the grief for everything that comes up when we truly see the reality of what is, I carried so many relationships for decades. And I think a lot of us do look at the many, the amount of years we've been in relationships, the tenure of it, if we will, as a marker of it being a quote unquote good relationship. And what I saw in many of those is again, those older habits and patterns that didn't serve me. As I continued to make new choices, whether or not space was available for it or not, what I was given the gift to see then was how does this other person continue to show up? And in really painful moments, I continue to see a lot of old patterns in people the relationship didn't shift in dynamic and i was really faced with a crossroads do i continue to show up in these relationships you know in ways that aren't really honoring me or do i make the really hard choice and even if these are people that i've known for at that point a lifetime can i still honor myself can i can i take that you know kind of path in the road that is a bit more distanced even if it hurts someone else Um, There's been many moments in my life where I've made decisions to take different degrees of space for people And I know there was pain on the other side of it. I know at minimum, it was surprising. Here were people that had an expectation now of me that were experiencing me anew, just as much as I was now seeing and really understanding the role my expectations were playing. And a lot of us are mourning. We wish that relationships could offer us different things, could meet us at different emotional depths, and it's really painful to let go of that expectation, to be able to accept how the relationship is being experienced now and most
1: of the pain that we experience from letting go of something is pain coming from letting go of an attachment that we had an expectation that we had so many of us glorify things i know in that friendship with matt there were all of these attachments and expectations and those same attachments and expectations filtered into my relationships with everyone in my family with my siblings with my parents with the friends that I grew up with, and really sitting with myself to reflect on, you know, why are you striving so much to stay connected to certain things? Why are you witnessing yourself become dysregulated? Why are you betraying yourself and allowing triggers to come in that that you've kind of moved past? And a lot of it for me was, well, it's these people have been there forever. I love these people, so if I love someone, then I must hold on to them. I must carry them with me all through my life. And the reality is that anyone in this world who is here right now, whether you've passed on or not, you're still here. Letting go, as we said, really is a redirection of focus because you could let go of someone even who passes, who's moved on from their physical form in this life. They're still not gone. No one ever truly leaves. It's just where our focus is and how we're choosing to frame that, where we're looking at letting go of, oh, okay, this is a relationship that I know really triggers me. This really isn't serving me. So what is it about that relationship? You could try and break it down into bullet points. There's likely expectations that you have of that person. There's expectations that you have of yourself with that person and alone. There's attachments that you have of a way that you want it to be. And so much of our suffering comes from that attachment and expectation instead of living in reality, which is just what is. Everything that's in existence is what is. And the fact that it is what is, is how we know it's perfect. It's just what there is to deal with. So much of our suffering comes from that ego, comes from that, need to to protect.
0: So if and when we do take that final step into actual letting go, creating distance, separating ourselves from relationships, however long they are, I could make an argument actually when you brought up the concept of love, I could go ahead and go as far to say that in my opinion at least, the most loving thing we can do in those situations, in those relationships, is to separate ourselves is to let go. Because I know what happens somewhere down the line, maybe next week, maybe next year, when I show up for someone else in service of their needs, especially when their needs are in opposition or in contrast to my own, I actually become incredibly resentful of that other person. And resentment can kill a relationship, can actually be then what creates that ultimate separation. And I know a lot of us do confuse, like I was saying earlier, relationship longevity and all of these very conditional ways of being with love. And in my opinion, love is is an unconditional choice we make. And sometimes the most loving choice is actually letting go of the relationship, acknowledging the expectations we have, allowing us to accept what is, and then allowing that natural distance to be the case for both of us.
1: And it sometimes is hard for people to wrap their head around, though the greatest love that you could ever give another human being is love to yourself first. And when you truly begin to expand into the fact that we all are connected, we are all actually one, you taking that moment to give love to yourself first, to honor your own needs, to see what is triggering, what is dysregulating, allowing yourself to take the space to come back into homeostasis, to work on your own breathing, to get into a routine, to follow through with promises to yourself. Doing that while taking space away from the relationship or situation that's not working or that you're wondering if you need to let go of Taking that space for yourself, bringing yourself back into that balance, that is the greatest form of self love you can give yourself, which in turn is truly the greatest form of love you could give another person. And I know that, you know, sometimes it's easier said than done. I have an older brother who I love tremendously, and he has struggled with addiction for the majority of our lives. He spent many years in prison, in the system, in jail. And during a lot of those times, I you know, I left New York. I left and essentially created my own life. I was still connected to him. He's my brother. However, there was a time period of probably almost 10 years where I didn't see or speak to him. He would write me letters from jail sometimes, and I just couldn't connect. And I felt extremely shameful. I felt extremely guilty because All I wanted to do was express love to this person that I know was hurting and was in pain. And I also had to be very honest with myself that in that moment and at that point in my healing, I wasn't in a space to do so. I was far too dysregulated myself. I didn't have the coping mechanisms that I needed. I wasn't in a balanced place to even give myself enough love to then be reaching out and helping or being present with this other person who I know was greatly struggling. Um, So it's it's not always an easy process that just feels good. And again, I really want to highlight that we do understand when we're talking about letting go, there is a grieving, there is a mourning, and there is a lot of shame and a lot of guilt that comes from it. All of that is normal. There are emotions that are going to cycle through you. And we can then choose what they mean for us. We can allow them to be, give them gratitude for seeing how deeply our heart is impacted by this other person or situation and also how deeply our heart is impacted by the fact that We are so powerful. All we need to do is truly turn inwards to ourselves. And that heart energy, that heart coherence actually emanates and radiates out to everyone around us.
0: Letting go is not easy. There's a lot of grief that goes along with it. I think it's also important to remind ourselves that Choices can be temporary too, right? We can make a choice for what we need now, not necessarily knowing how long we need to continue to make that choice or what the future will bring. And I share that for those of you who know my story. Uh, my story also included disconnecting with my family, making the choice to take the time and space away so that I could have time and space to begin to even consider what I needed before I then return to that relationship more authentically whole. When I made that choice to take the space, I didn't know how long I would need. I didn't know what would happen on the other side of it, if I would be even accepted back because I imagined there was a lot of shock, a lot of confusion. And I felt very guilty for doing that, just like Jenna said, to the people that I loved very deeply and still love very deeply. So making that choice into that unknown allowed me to get the clarity I needed. I walked forward on my journey. I practiced being authentic with myself. And when I began to have confidence, I was able then to see, to even initiate contact, to see what could happen next. However, I felt in a different So I share that story because I think a lot of us hang a lot of weight on decisions we make. And yes, I could have reinitiated contact with my family and been told that, you know what, me making the choice to, to leave two years ago or however long it was at that point was it for them, I that was absolutely a possibility. So I'm not to say that choices don't have impact and consequences, of course they do. And really honoring yourself first is going to be what shifts or gives that relationship any possibility of shifting or changing at any point into the future.
1: And the great thing is choice happens moment to moment. Choice only happens in the present and all we actually truly have is the present. So there are literally, endless opportunities to continuously make those new choices. And letting go of a relationship or an experience in order to heal doesn't mean that that a loss didn't happen or that grieving didn't happen or pain didn't happen. It just means that that loss or that grieving no longer controls us. That's when we see that we're switching into healing. We've let go, yes, and there is that pain associated. There is that grief. However, it no longer controls us. There have been a couple of people who've written in about being in relationships, not understanding if it's the right relationship, if they need to let it go. They're really confused if it is serving their highest self. There are a lot of triggers there. And to move forward in those situations, taking space is okay taking space is actually really encouraged and a beautiful thing because when you're in an environment or in a cycle, especially in a partnership with a person, staying in the same environment, going through the same patterns and habits every day, you're going to have the same triggers. It's going to be like Groundhog's Day. So how could you actually possibly really separate yourself and see is this serving me? Or is this just a trigger I can work through? You need to take that space for yourself away and wise space to quite literally bring your nervous system back into balance, to allow homeostasis to happen again. Because staying in front of that person in that pattern or cycle is just going to keep you dysregulated. It's going to keep the chaos coming. So do allow yourself to take space, safe space, to just go and have your own inner reflection, to do some breathing, bring yourself back to a calm and honor your own nourishment and self-love first before returning. Once you do that and come to a baseline, then return back to that partnership, return back to that communication and see how it feels, Witness how your body feels. Witness what comes up for you in communication with that person once you know you've honored enough time for yourself to really get grounded on your own, to come back as a newer version and a more grounded version of yourself in that relationship. And then go from there. See from there if it is a trigger or something to work through, or maybe it's something to let go and refocus elsewhere and move on from.
0: Letting go, refocusing on what is in the given moment, right? shifting out of expectation-based living as much of us are doing. This is the journey of healing. All of this we've been talking about. We've been talking about in the context of letting go of a relationship, though when we're healing, that's what we're doing. We're letting go of all of the past relationships we've had with ourselves and the many others in our life. And we're learning how to refocus, how to be here now with what is present, how to ditch the expectations that no longer serve us, and how to create a future that even has the opportunity of looking different. This is the journey of healing. This is the journey of letting go.